Soy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Hello and welcome to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. G'day, it's Trent here and it is so wonderful to have your company today for episode 296 as we get ever so close to the poison donut. It's coming, isn't it? Yes, episode 300 is just around the corner. Get ready for the live stream. I think Scotty threw in the idea of a dress up for the 300. Spoilers! Yes, okay, we won't talk any more about that. I will introduce you to everyone around the table because we do have a surprise guest today, but we've got Ben. G'day, g'day. Scotty. Hello there. And Sean Fuster is back in the Toy Power studio. Welcome, Sean. Guys, thank you very much for having me back. I really appreciate it. It is so great to have you back at Sands One uh, Tyler. Yes, thank goodness. um, (laughs) No Tyler Daniels. And hey, no Daniel Pinozzo either. So (laughs) unlike Just Lawful, I can actually say things now. Right, yes. Now... Now, on that, this is quite the award. How many... Do you have a cabinet at home that is just filling up with awards? Because you just seem to be winning everything at the moment. We've been very blessed. We've been very fortunate to have won three awards so far for our journalism, which is just fantastic. Daniel now has to admit openly that he is a journalist. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's driving him insane. But most importantly, we've been able to platform and give a voice to victims of crime, which has been fantastic. We've seen some coronial inquests as a result of that. We've seen some legal changes as a result of that. In the last couple of days before recording this, we had a government executive step down from a position after pressure from the advertiser and from Just Lawful because we've been able to give people that voice to speak to power and it's been fantastic. Yeah, really I mean, rewarding. and that is doing absolutely amazing work to do that. You know, you just see some of the victims that are in such a position of being powerless, have been victimized, and then to at least have a platform to get their stories heard is yeah. incredible. And I mean, when you think about it, what we're all into with toys and everything, like it's in the title of the show, it's in that there, we all want the power. We all want the power to be able to change our lives and to do something. And if we can pass that power on to someone who doesn't have it, that's a fantastic thing to do. Yeah. 100%. Well, to something where you're not going to win any awards on being on this show. But no, no, no. no. Hopefully... There, there are awards coming, I'm sure. <laughs> Episode 300, yes. especially with those cosplays, you'll win awards all over the country. That's right. And and I'm sure we can summon up an award from Davey or something. He'll print us out something official looking, maybe a certificate. There you go, Davey. You're on notice. <laughs> he's, good at with, he's good at his Photoshop and his art. Hey, this week on the show, we're doing a news episode. And then we have... Uh, look, I can't title this next second segment any better than you, Sean. Tell the, us what we're talking about. We're going to talk about the Mondo timed exclusive surprise jigsaw puzzle deluxe He-Man. <laughs> there you go. I love it. I can't wait to get yeah, into that. TM. You know. <laughs> Trademark, yes. <laughs> but before we do, let's hit this up. Three, two, one. Cue music. So what have you got for me? I'm Batman. But she's got a new hat. And first off the ranks tonight from Super 7 Reaction, we have the Shogun Rodan. And this iteration of Rodan doesn't have his wings folded in like previously. This time he is. He's got his wings out 
with a massive 7.5 inch wingspan inspired by the vintage large format figure and this guy is going to be available exclusively through super7.com and he adds to the range of figures we've already seen released from super 7 so if you like collecting figures in this size this is coming your way yeah i love the packaging it's got the shogun oh, yep. figures so that'll go right next to your godzilla I believe Voltron has a Shogun uh, option. Yes. And uh, instead of the packaging being upright, they've sort of turned it on its side to make sure the wingspan fits. Uh, So I think that's really cool. You can't can't cramp Rodan, obviously. (laughs) No, you don't want to. What pose is he in? Because it's not really a flight pose. He's looking he's just, straight um, at you. He's but just he's... there in the armpits, mate. That's what's going <laughs> just, on there. Uh... Um, you know, it's a bit humid in Japan at this time of year, so we're <laughs> flapping the arms. We're getting the sweat uh, dried up. What What does a, a 7.5-inch Super 7 figure retail for? Is it... Uh... Oh, probably under $20 US, okay. so it better be $30, I dare say, for us at yeah, least. Yeah, by 35. the time it gets here, yeah. 30, yeah. $35. Okay, that's not too bad. Yeah. I think yeah. I think something as iconic as this with the retro packaging, It's and you're a fan... It's it's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars right, cheaper to get anything than uh, to get you know the the real thing because those uh, like God Shogun Godzilla is rare, Rodan I've never even seen one before. No, nah, not at all. So, not at all. Yeah, yeah, if you're a, if you're a collector of that, this is a, a nice, easy, palatable way to put into your collection. Question on the fly: Do you think they're going to do any other characters? Because these are the only two Shogun warriors from Godzilla. Do you think any other uh, Godzilla? Characters may make the Shogun War figures, um, you know. Part of me says it'd be nice, but then it's creative license, and you'd be they're trying to do Mecha Godzilla, aren't they, in the larger format? They so did. Maybe... Yep. yep, that's coming as well. Yeah, I mean that one you can get away with. That's yep. it's pretty straightforward. Um, but some of the other figures are going to be way too complex to try and simplify in in that format. Let's just keep it to what we've got. Let's not spoil. What's on the table? Yeah, you couldn't do Destroyer in that sort of style. I mean, Destroyer is such a complicated design and everything. It's interesting, though, that Toho's actually been more malleable with the Godzilla license lately. All the Toho monsters turned up in the Gigabash video game right? as a DLC, which was really surprising. So you can play as Rodan and all the characters in Gigabash. Yeah, they're trying to build the franchise, so... Open open book with a level of sensibility. We don't want to get too silly. (laughs) True that. Yep. Well, there's no Frank here to talk Marvel Legends, so Sean, I think, and, and Scotty, you're going to have to chip in with cause some deep cuts because there were some characters here I didn't know, but you did pick it. I the... did. I had my crystal ball on the table a couple episodes back, and I predicted with the, the, the hint of Franklin Richards that we received that there would be more coming to keep people like me salivating to keep my Are you pockets happy with, empty. happy with this? I did predict a... Valeria Richards, and we have got a Valeria Richards, and she looks wonderful. The, the perfect figure to go with Franklin in this two-pack. It is, it is a two-pack only. It's not the full way the six figures that I was really, really hoping for, but I will settle for this. They what, come with a cup. What's the relationship? I have no idea. So because they share the same uh, surname, yes, we're going to say the brother and sister. Right, okay. Yes, yes. they are the progeny of Reed and yep. Sue, so okay. they are they are brother and sister. Fair Valeria enough. is Victor Von Doom's goddaughter as well. Correct. Just to nice add that fact. comic book, you know, complexity, days of our lives factor. <laughs> it is, it is a very twisted uh, family there. Yes, She's the only one that on. can make him do anything altruistic too. He's uh, completely and utterly powerless in the face of Valeria. Right. Well, that's quite a superpower. This, this head in a jar... 
made very popular by Futurama. What's going on with that? Uh, so that's that's a moloid head. Good old moloid, moloid is part of the uh, the entourage of the mole man himself. Right. Uh, specifically, why he is bodiless, I don't know. I have, I haven't come across that storyline yet. I haven't read that yet. But yes, I, I, was... I can tag team in if you want to spoil it. Please. He is a member of the Future Foundation. Yes. Which is the offshoot group that also had Spider Man and Franklin and Valeri in it. And this is when they didn't want to publish Fantastic Four comic books. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Because you know, like Perlmutter is a Perlmutter. Um, but at the end of the day, he is, if I remember right, a super intelligent moloid. As opposed to the regular variety, low intelligence. That's right, yes. exactly. So he's a genius level moloid. Excellent. And that's part of why he's in the Future Foundation. Ooh. Well, that fits rather well, doesn't it? Um, sorry. Three We're geniuses. over here having a chat all about the Fantastic no, no, no. Four. It's actually a three pack of geniuses, but two bodies. It is indeed. I wonder if the head is interchangeable. Could you pull Valeria's head off and put the moloid <laughs> head <laughs> on top? <laughs> This the Moloid is... does have a, a name, by the way. It is actually Kerg. Right. Okay. I did read a press release about Hasbro trying to do some cost-cutting and profit improvement, which we might talk about towards the end of this. Oh, so no bodies? No anymore. bodies. This is just getting rid of the third body. Oh, it's 60 simple. bucks for a head first, in a box. Come on. First it's uh, windowless packaging. Now it's uh, no bodies, you know? <laughs> Look, uh, toy bodies are a sore spot for me well, right that, now. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> yes. yes. Jigsaw puzzles. The other, um, re- sorry, Spider Man. Spider Man. Yes, the other reveal we got, and it is just a picture only. Uh, it's a single release of the PlayStation's Spider Man Two uh-huh. figure. Right. Even though we haven't seen the game itself hit shelves yet, is it a little light? It's very it's like, and, and it's then a, a white spider uh, emblem on the. I, chest. I think that's the design. Yeah, but I it is a, a light that, blue. Yeah, it looks a bit jarring, doesn't yeah. it? It looks like he's in his PJ. Oh, he's put on a, a you know, like a cosplay of Spider-Man. Yeah. I think it's made worse with the black background that we're sitting, silhouette yeah. background that we're looking at. If it was a white background, it wouldn't be so jarring. I, I mean, the posability, the, the, you know, oh, this, great photography, yeah, right? Yeah, like, it's yeah. just a photographer's dream. Yeah. You, but, you, Sean, you almost made me buy one of those retro-carded Spider-Mans because of your posability and your replicas from the uh, comic book covers that you were able to get them in. Because uh, I saw that, Instagram post that you beautifully highlighted the, uh, the articulation and then literally the next day I was in one of the stores and I saw that carded spider, uh, on you know Spider-Man on card in one of the stores and I was so tempted to be like oh this is perfect you know but I I, like, I don't need to go down the Marvel collecting rabbit hole, uh, rabbit hole yeah. so. it's, it's a massive hole isn't but, it yeah. like when I remember last time I was catching up with you guys when Frank was talking about him with his Marvel Legends yeah. and like oh yeah. no this has just become a money pit and I'm like yeah I can imagine it mm. I try to limit myself very hard with Marvel Legends my Spidey collection is actually all the old Toy Biz figures mm-hmm. before the choice. license you switched yeah. across when everyone had unique bodies and unique sculpts yeah. rather than yeah. being the same naked person with a different costume painted on them but they do have nice articulation, that's for sure. Mm. Franklin and Valeria, going back to the Fantastic Four, are done in this Dan Slot style of uniforms, which is black with a little bit of blue highlight. Yep. I really would like to see these guys repainted, ah, repackaged. Retro. Let's see them on the retro card backs okay. that yep. they've been doing in the Fantastic Four. Okay. Really keen to see that. Mm. All right. Yondu gets a comic release version. He, he actually... I don't recognise him. I mean, he's got the the mohawk, but he does look... I'm used to seeing the movie version, but mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. he is with his bow and arrow, just in case the uh, the old uh, the mohawk tattoo does, doesn't, doesn't work. Yeah. So is this comic book accurate in the sense that he used to use a, a bow and arrow and the MCU have, you know, artistic liberties and these whistles? It 
or not sure. You're asking questions. I've got to do I, research. I, I, don't for. I honestly don't know. Here's the future, please. Pick me, teacher. Pick me. <laughs> so this is Yondu from the Guardians of the Galaxy in the year 3000 and something. Ah, mm-hmm. right. And so. that was the original version of the Guardians of the Galaxy that existed. Guardians didn't exist in the present day Marvel comics originally. They were like the Legion of Superheroes yep. Yep. Okay. for Marvel. Yes, gotcha. So Yondu in that time used a great big energy bow and everything. When James Gunn decided to take the comic book version of the present day Guardians of the Galaxy, which had happened by that point with Rocket and Groot and Star-Lord and everything, he's like, oh, I'll bring in a version of Yondu as well and I'll make him Michael Rooker because everything's better with Michael Rooker. Yes, yes. Yes. Well, that's right. That opening to the Suicide Squad was much better for Michael Rooker. So I think the whistling thing was actually a James Gunn invention, I think. But yeah, this is this is future Yondu. This is uh, rocking around in the year three thousand Yondu. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right, that yep. makes sense. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, who's up for ordering ordering a pizza with a the pizza. lot? I'll take the Supreme Pizza. We we had the Supreme Squadron, Squadron Supreme. Yes, that's right. With extra capsicum, it's got anchovies. We have, we have extra Doctor Spectrum. <laughs> Who are these guys? Would you like me to take I, over? I, I don't know like what a, this is. A foot soldier, at least in there, <laughs> painted up different colours. He's gone through. Oh boy! This side of the table knows what's going on. <laughs> we, right? we do, and I know a lot about this. Right. Oh, Squadron Supreme. What an amazing, <laughs> wonderful comic book this is. Right. I'm gonna. Pre- I'm gonna. Before I even get stuck into the figures here, I've got to tell a tale. I'm gonna go back in time in my life. About 25 years ago, and I'm well into comic books. I'm shopping at Adelaide Comic Centre. Tony and Jenny are behind the counter on a daily basis. Is it in the arcade? So am I usually at that point. Right. <laughs> He's just really? part of the Yeah, I was working behind the counter oh, at that are point you were too. you working there? Wow. Tony oh. and Jenny are second family to me. Right? Wow. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Good I grew up with the family, so I was probably serving you behind the counter at that point. Wow. Okay. Awesome. Very good. Sorry, didn't mean to good derail memories. you there. Good memories. Good memories. Good times. Anyway, uh, I was bored. I was getting bored with my generic characters, my Captain America, my Batman, my Superman. And I asked Tony on a whim, mate, I'm bored. What else is out there? Show me something I wouldn't consider picking up. He immediately walks over to the trade paperbacks and he picks up a book called Squadron Supreme. And he says, this is a good place for you to start. It has characters you are going to be somewhat familiar with, but you're going to go on a journey... The story told here is very, very different to what you would read right. in a regular comic book. This is a story put together by writers who were given an opportunity to create a new universe with characters and do something very special, very unique. It is essentially, and correct me if I'm wrong here at any point, please, Sean, what happens when superheroes decide to reshape the world the way they think it should be let me give you an example crime is a problem we can stop crime let's take the villains off the board yep yep world famine is a problem disease is a problem we're going to take it into our hands to directly solve these problems and it becomes eventually very much a totalitarian style regime and it's over 12 issues you are you are taken on this journey where it's almost a what if and it's i'm not going to spoil it i really honestly recommend picking it up and having a read because it will honestly change your mind about what a comic book story and heroes could or should be 
to a reader. It's interesting. What you've just described, you sort of said 25 years ago, you picked this up and I'm doing a bit of the maths. Don't know when this was published, but I, I get that Watchmen vibe, you know, Watchmen. So interestingly, yeah. you picked it up 25 years ago when the trade came out. It was actually published predating Watchmen, right. predating Dark Knight Returns. Yes. It's from that era just before Mark Grunewald, one mm-hmm. of the great writers and architects of Marvel back in yep. that era, wrote it. And it went unnoticed for ages. Yeah. And when the grim and gritty phase came around, people didn't notice it. And then suddenly there was this revival afterwards. And I think if you got the first edition of the trade, then you got a very special edition of the trade because Mark's dying wish was to be cremated and for his ashes to be mixed into the ink to print oh, a run wow. Squadron Supreme trade. Excuse me, I've got somewhere to go. Yeah. I'll be back shortly. Yeah, because seriously, he, he loved that piece of work so much that he wanted his ashes mixed in with the ink for the print run. So if you've got the first print run, you've got some of Mark's ashes in that book because that's how much that story meant to him yep that's incredible because the other thing about it to pick up what scott said and to not give away spoilers is the reason these characters are vaguely familiar is because they're all based on the justice league yes yeah this is marvel doing the justice league yep. and saying well what if what if they went that bit first you know this is i'm sold on reading this now it's just mm, this it's thing so that's escaped my so good perspective to this point so which good I'm to meet someone else that loves it as much as I do <laughs> oh, it's just it's it changed my life as a comic book reader I bet yeah, yeah 100% it's phenomenal I read it after you would have because I read it on the third or fourth bounce but Tony gave me very much the same introduction right. to it so well uh, there you go check it out what's the title of the Squ- trade Squadron Supreme Squadron Supreme yep. there's been follow up okay. issues and crossovers into the mainstream yep. uh, Marvel Universe but even back here when the book first came out there was a unintended or maybe intended crossover point there. The the villain at the beginning of this book is a character called the Scarlet Centurion. And he shows up much later in the Marvel Universe and the comic universe and maybe in Quantumania if we're certainly very lucky. Okay, right. Um, he is a well-known villain who can travel across time and dimensions and he had set up camp in this universe and was the villain there for quite right. some time. This is very intriguing. No spoilers. I'm All not right. going to tell you who no, it is. No, no, no. Okay. I've got some ideas. Anyway, we're here to talk about toys, not comics. Now, so what I'm looking at, we're looking at, as Ben put it, a foot soldier-esque mask, blue yes. mask with yep. white eyes. And he's got a yellow arm, a red arm, and green torso, etc. And then like, like a... Like an Uno card. Yeah, it's like, he's like your wild. Captain um, Uno. I'm changing yep. it to blue. Um, and then we've got like a almost a Superman in red and yellow. who's 100%. Who's a... Who's um, like a Davy Damaged? He's one of his kind. Um, <laughs> red, red, red. Is it the red hair that gives it away, and all the, all the, all the, the muscles and the bulging it's, chest? It's the no, the no Ninja eyebrow. Turtles collection behind the cape. <laughs> <laughs> it's the long distance running. He obviously does. <laughs> and he's he's got almost like the uh, atomic symbol, you know, the the atom with the nuclei or whatever. Yeah, spinning so around it. This is a two pack. We have Hyperion, who actually has been released as a Marvel Legend previously. Right. Uh, much more comic book accurate in this iteration here. And in the two pack with him is Dr. Spectrum, who essentially is Green Lantern in his power set. Right. right. But more um, colours. Yes. Yeah, he's, got, yes. he's got all the colours of the Spectrum. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because his weapon's called the Power Prism, if I remember rightly. Correct. Yeah. Yes. And we could only hope that this two set here right. is going to lead into. Other wonderful characters like uh, Power Princess. Nuke. Wizard. No, sorry, Wizard. 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 Yes. The Wizard. Oh, my God. Uh, Nuke. The yeah, the, the Wizard. Let's make a super fast character called the Wizard and put him in a yellow costume, folks. 
Look, they weren't all the home winter. runs. They weren't all home runs. Yeah. Uh, but there was Nuke. There was a Black Canary analog as well. Um, there was a Zatanna analog as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really clever the way yeah. they did that. Yep. Awesome. There's a ripoff of the Blob as a villain. Yes. Um, yeah, w- wonderful stuff. Check it out. And if you're a fan of the story, you can finally get some more figures into your collection, which is always very, very cool. Um, TMNT 1990 movie news, and this is the He Who Remains Unmade. There's probably one character from the original film. We're not talking Vanilla Ice. I'm not going into the sequel. But from the 1990 movie Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Master Tatsu, still yet to be made. And I think back in 2020, Randy Fork from NECA did address the topic that they did want to do him, but they were just having trouble tracking down the actor to get the likeness rights. I think he was, he, you know, and I don't want to mince words, but I think he became a farmer, yeah. right? So he just went out on his merry way and just, you know, uh, worked the land and things like that. And he just didn't understand the favoritism that anyone would want uh, his likeness. He, You know, he put that life behind him and uh, no matter how much money they offered him and, you know, how much respect and things uh, the uh, your fan community gave him. He's like, look, I, I don't understand. You know, well, I don't even know if it just crossed his radar. Exactly, might not exactly. Have even reached him. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm having a vision here. You said he was a farmer. I'm seeing a scene like Rogue One, where Director Krennic lands <laughs> and comes up to him and says, "Hey, guess what?" Yeah. Well, his son um, did a Facebook post saying they will soon be making tattoo action figures. Company needs pictures too much colour and detail, which sounds very much in Necker's wheelhouse, asking for as much reference material as they can to get the likeness as accurate as possible. And he posted a whole heap of these really, really cool photos from the film, a couple there with uh, his father and the foot soldier, and one, there's Donatello beating up a foot soldier, which is is very cool. So and sort of behind the scenes, almost yeah. you know s- s- angles that you didn't see in the movie. Exactly. And stuff. So that's the sort of uh, you know depth they're going to to make sure that when they release this tatsu, it's going to be one of those you know ultimate versions. I think because they they can't really do too much with him. He's very similar from one to two uh, yeah. movie. So they want to make sure they get the most bang for his buck. Yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm excited. Uh, he's definitely a huge omission in my shelf. Yes, uh, he's probably the only character I will seek out, and then I'll, I'll absolutely so call my collection. Would you done. do a vanilla ice? Nah. Have you done any of? The- I, I, I would do. I'd do it if it came in a loot crate. But as per my previous concerns about loot crate, I'm hesitant to jump on board with loot crate. People are now getting those loot crate. Um, what is it? Dark t- turtle and Dark Donnie, uh, yep. and that Razke, the the rat scrag, scrag the guy. Bat, yeah. Uh, but international people, uh, we're getting stuffed around again. We're only getting a pin, as opposed to t-shirts and. Oh, um, is that right? We're only getting one pin. It's not really a, a, a loot crate. It's like um, you know the scraps. Yep. Scrap crate. Yep. Yeah, get so, your scraps. So people are people are a mi- mixed opinion. At least it's finally come. You know, the, how does that work, Lee? I mean, I'm ordering. I know the main thing I want when I order a loot crate yep. is the figure in yep. these Ninja Turtles. You know, and the rest is a nice little box. You yep. get them and you go. Oh, I got a squishy stress release crank yep. ball. That's great. Yep. I got a t-shirt. Fantastic. In fact, I'm wearing a loot crate t-shirt. Like it's it's cool. It's a, I'm wearing the. Um, it's got the channel. Three logo, yep. and then it's got foot spray yeah. painted over. Like that's yep. great. I mean, it's probably only worth ten bucks, but I'm happy to get that. Yeah, 
what, what is uh, how do you sell a loot crate and then take out three I, I of don't, the main I items? don't know. Like legally, I it just I, seems I, like I, a rort. I don't know, and I hate the fact that it's so, uh, you know, underhanded. Underhanded like for internationals. No it's cons. like here's here's all Americans. You get everything, and then uh, internationals. You get it three four months later. And, uh, oh, by the way, we've taken out almost everything. Do you reckon that's to make up for the... Sh- they didn't factor in the shipping cost I calculations? Know. I don't know. That's that... They, I don't, I don't, I don't, know. I don't have an. I'm just. I'd just be happy to get my stuff. And yeah, unfortunately, yeah, I've lost it. all faith with the um, the loot crate service. So There you go. Jeez, mm. who do these guys think they are? Hasbro? Yeah, well... <laughs> it, it's, it's unfortunate that oh. some of these uh, larger companies are, uh, you know... Being so wrong to us, to us diehards, to us that who have uh, supported them for so long, you know, uh, yeah, it's just, it hurts, it hurts. Well, it's uh, and Loot Crate's hard as well because it's we know it's owned by NECA, but Loot Crate has always been its own thing, and it's almost do you get angry at NECA or is it a Loot Crate thing? Knowing the ownership structure, yeah. I mean, I feel like Randy's such a cool dude, and I like him, yeah. but this is, I mean, I was a bit bummed not to, you know use a pun, with my Krang bum bag, you know, yeah. like not getting that. Like that that's something I would I have really dug. Yeah. It's just to not have it and then pretend it was never yes. a thing. Yes. It's just a, yeah. and, and to go to just a pin. I mean, that's going to, like at least that one had a T-shirt yes. and, and maybe yeah. a couple of pins yeah. in it. So you felt like at least you were yeah. getting some sort of crate. I know. Oh, dear. All right. Moving on to someone who gives us all the goods. <laughs> we've got, uh, the, uh, from the mind of McFarlane, we've got some more multiverse figures revealed, and these come in lots of different sizes and classes. We have the Earth 2 Batman. Uh, he is in that red and black uh, sort of scalloped skin. Is that the uh, his dad, Thomas Wayne? It looks is, like the Thomas yeah, Wayne, yeah. Uh, very similar. We've got Riddler from Arkham Asylum. I can sh- I'm sure that uh, Frank is jumping off his seat right now thinking, how cool is this? Uh, on the comic book and larger mega fig scale, we have Calabac, and that's very superpowers esque, yep. uh, dialed up, and uh, I think he looks really, really cool. He here. even comes with that accessory that was really made famous in the superpowers line. That yeah. kind of mace like um, blunt trauma weapon. Yeah, yeah, and I, I like, I really like that. And then what we can only describe as the DC version of Justice League Voltron. Yeah. We have Falcom Omdomnius or something, you know, and I just, I don't understand what this guy's all about. We've got One a leg's of... going to be going really fast and the, <laughs> the other leg's going to be struggling to keep so up. So you've got one leg, yeah, Flash, uh, one leg Aquaman, and then what's the other stuff? Cyborg. The cyborg. Uh, is that Superman in the chest? And Maybe then... an Azrael Batman sort of. Yep, there's a vibe there. there. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sold on that. Um I think it would have looked. I, I'd need. I don't. I don't know. I Maybe don't, after you see Cocaine Bear, that will look. <laughs> that will look quite normal. It's it's from Dark Knight's Metal. The same yeah. thing that gave us the Batman with the yeah. big cycle and the guitar yeah. and super. But surely the it's not that bright coloured in the in the comic book, is it? Depends what Greg Capullo was dropping that. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he was dropping some cocaine bears. So. <laughs> Uh, so all L four available uh, very soon, and uh, the twenty three dollars and the mega figs are forty dollars US. So uh, April twenty twenty three is a, their apparent release date. Um, yeah, McFarlane just keeps pumping them out. So yeah, good so luck. If, if they're due out in April twenty twenty three, they were in Walmart three weeks ago. Yeah, probably. The, probably. The, yeah, you're not wrong. That's it. Yeah, which is a nice buck to the normal trend that we get with delayed <laughs> toys. No complaints there. Hey, I thought this was really cool. No superpowers mini comics 
don't worry because there's a print your own mini comic made by fans. I thought this is really cool. I thought actually they were going to put these in that third wave of the McFarlane yeah, yeah. superpowers kind of retro line. But no, these are, this is a fan creation utilizing the characters that are part of that wave, Nightwing, Deathstroke, and Wonder Woman. Um, you can print this. It's by Nerd Lunch. And they're, they've got a little slogan. It's all free. It's all fan created. Um, love the new Superpowers action figures, but miss the exciting mini comic to go with it. Well, now you can print and construct your own. I looked at the way these were done. It's really cool. You get a PDF file. You can print it, and then they give you instructions how to kind of cut it and yeah. stick it together. And what was really cool is it was like the old comics with the ads yeah. kind of okay. in there. It was oh, done with cool. a lot of love. And I, I just think... This is so wonderful that yeah, the fans options. are saying we're missing this. Let's we'll do it. You know, the corporations are trying to cut corners and costs. Yeah. Um, and look, I don't mind that from Todd because he's putting out these figures, you know, for a respectable price. But too often they're trying to cut all these things, and for the fans to do it, that is fantastic. Uh, can, obviously, you can just read them online as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Once you you do the there's QR codes you can scan yeah, and. Yeah. But they basically come in a printable format. Yes. So they're trying to give you that yes. tangible feel to of these Of course. Things, so. No, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Now now we have the He-Man and Skeletor, the Bear All. Not quite the Sean Fuster version, but the uh, this is obviously the Burbrick. So Burbrick was made famous pre-pop vinyls, I believe. And Burbricks come in all different shapes and sizes, but they always... Uh, maintain, uh, you know, always maintain that Mickey Mouse uh, sort of bear-like shape, yes. right? So with the, the Mickey ears, almost. the Mickey, the big yeah. Mickey ears, the round face, the big beer gut, and the um, arms and legs, right? And they, and I've seen them, <laughs> you know, sort of half the size of me, sort of what that's uh, probably. Eight Seventy-five centimeters uh, tall, <laughs> um, <laughs> the ruler length uh, height, or um, uh, or tiny, you know, keychain styles. Yeah, yeah. And these are quite designer-esque, uh, yeah. you know, things. So <laughs> designer, can... another word for shit. Well, it's each their own. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Like, no, no, no. I, like... Oh, the style just does nothing for no, me. No, it doesn't do anything for me either. But these uh, went up on Mattel Creations, which really disheartened uh, a lot of uh, fans because they thought it was another Origins reveal or something, you know, something <laughs> so cool or whatever. They were disheartened by <laughs> the, the lacklustre reveal. It wasn't really their wheelhouse. Yeah. yeah. Look, if you got up at 4am for the next Marvel yep. Creations reveal and yep. this is what you got? Yep. Hmm. Well, and to Look further, at that face. To further uh, hurt... It's, it's uh, insulting. Sitting right here. Oh, you're looking <laughs> yeah. screen. Sorry, sorry. It was the He-Man bear brick. <laughs> to, to, to further insult, it, it, they were like $200 US each oh. uh, for He-Man and Skeletor. But they sold out. They sold out, yes. Yeah. So, so someone's There is a this. huge bear brick designer right. fan base. So right. you reckon the, this is not... He, these are not He-Man no. fans buying. This is a no. bear brick fan Probably. Right. Yep, yep. They're and stuff completely dedicated to these uh, vinyl characters, right. bare brick type things, and uh, they're they're quite artistic, right? I'm not walking in and seeing nothing but bare brick. Sure, in all just paint thrown at the wall on a bare brick. Oh, look, I, done I, up as you know uh, Terminators and done up as Ninja famous Turtles. Famous pieces of and, art as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. I get that. This yeah. just it looks ugly. Like. Yeah. It, it, They've mashed a He-Man in there that just doesn't fit. It yeah. just doesn't work on that torso. With Mickey Mouse ears no, it on just, each, yeah. And this is something you'd expect to see in a $2 bin. I, I mean, 
whether they want to call that art or not, it just it's missed the mark for me. Yeah. Furthermore, um, there's no accessories, no power sword or anything to make it iconic. No, the skeletal uh, works staff. a bit better. It does. It does. That, that kind of. And they're, they're very, their new Netflix revelation. Uh, yeah, I was look, about to say that. Yeah. The skeletal face looks revelation. Yeah, lots of gnarly teeth. So anyway, look, uh, you know, if you're a massive Burbrick fan and you're listening to us, good luck. Sorry, uh, we, actually, we hope you I apologise for what I've just said. Yeah. All right, so to, almost rounding out the news tonight, we've got the anthropomorphic mice returning. So this is a bit of a, a uh, what I call underappreciated uh, franchise. So Hell the yes. biker mice from Mars are on their way back to the mainstream, being reprised by the N- Nacelle Company, the same studio behind the hit Netflix show, The Toys That uh, Made Us and The Movies That Made Us. They have obtained the rights to the property and has sizable plans for it in the coming months. Coming months, not years, coming months. Yeah, this right? is interesting. So the Nacelle yeah. Company are also reprising toys such as My Favourite Sectors. They've got their RoboForce uh, line hitting toy stores They're now. They're hitting now. Yeah, the moment, right now. Yeah. And they've got the G- Great Galoo, which is sort of a 60s, 70s robotic sort of waiter. Like, it's a funny looking dude. A gargoyle type um, okay. troll thing. Yep. Yeah, he was um, a toy back in the, the 60s or yeah, 70s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and many other things in the works. Like, Nacelle are a company to watch. Uh, immediately, Nacelle plans to push a new toy line out, out featuring the characters with plans to redevelop another animated series nearly 30 years after the original property aired. Um, Biker Mice is the perfect way to start 2023 off with a Mars-based bang, and they'll fit in with the unique creative brilliance that the rest of the brands uh, we've recently acquired states Nacelle CEO, Brian Volk-Weiss. Brian Volk-Weiss, yes, yeah. he's a great. I follow him on Instagram yeah. and... Keep track of what he's up to. He's got a lot of coals going and burning yes, and, and yes. a lot of fingers in pies, yep. which is great. I'd love to kind of see all this stuff that he's been teasing yeah. come to fruition yep. and um, get, get some quality. 100%. But he's, he's certainly picking up some of those, you know, left of the center kind of IPs. This is a bigger one. Yes. Well, I think yep. this is, you know, hold a special place in a lot of 90s yep. kids' hearts. Yeah. And um, and even uh, Sean over here, I've I've got a smallish collection, yes. a, a modest yep. collection of about ten of the bike mice figures. So that's very cool. In this wild and woolly universe, there are only three things you can rely on: your brains, your bros, and your bike. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. And the gravity on Mars functions much the same in terms of bike mechanics. Exactly. Yeah. That's my right. my favorite thing about bike mice from Mars is that when the first episode of the original animated series aired. In the iconic scene where they're shooting up the side of the building, riding their bikes up the side of the Plutarchian building, Metallica plays. They actually got the rights That's to incredible. a Metallica song to yeah. play as they ran up the building. In every subsequent re-release, of course, they've had to strip that out for generic <laughs> rock course. music. Yeah. Wow. But it was yeah. amazing just like yeah. seeing that first episode going, Metallica's in a cartoon? It was like my world's colliding. This is amazing. Yeah. Well, the street cred for that. Yeah. That's uh, That's epic. I thought that they'd end up doing the soundtrack for the rest of the episode, and I was sorely disappointed. <laughs> yeah. um, and we've just burnt the uh, $5 million budget. <laughs> me and my brother actively collected this line, and we had the uh, basketball hideout yep. and the uh, tech, not the technodrome, but it was like a, the, the scientist lair that yep. you know, pivoted and changed the characters around and stuff. A couple of the bikes, I think we were missing um, the the... Uh, not Vinny's, but the uh, one of the bikes. We're missing one of the bikes. Had all three uh, mount mice and things. Um, but uh, I, I, years later, like 
probably 10 years later, I was in a, one of those cheap bookstores, everything's $5 type mm-hmm. thing. I walked in and I'm just browsing through, hoping to find a good comic or trade or whatever. And they had biker mice, obviously old, new old stock, like, yep. you know, from the 90s. And uh, like a sh- really short children's story thing. And right plastered underneath the title of uh, the Biker Mice from Mars book was it's like, you know, written by Stan Lee. And oh, I was just like, wow, that's so out. cool. Yeah, so um, I grabbed that for him. Whether he's still got it or not is a different story. But, uh, yeah, I took photos and showed it around, you know, the social media things and people poo-pooed on me. Oh, no, Stan didn't make that. I'm like, I'm not t- saying he did. I'm just saying that look how cool. Stan's got his fingers in everything, you mm-hmm. know, type thing. And, um, yeah, so I... Uh, Funny little story. Yeah, there you go. Mm. Yeah, Rick Ungar, the creator of Biker Mice from Mars, was one of the graduates of the Stan Hatton Project, which is uh, when Stan in the early 80s took a whole bunch of writers from the New York School of Film and Art and actually mentored them. Joe Kelly, who did um, Ben 10 and Generator Rex and all of the Man of Action stuff, was another member of the Stan Hatton Project. So Stan was always backing those guys when they went and did other things. Yeah, okay. So if you watch the credits for Biker Mice from Mars, Stan's an exec producer. There you go. So, yeah. Because Ungar was one of his boys. There you go. That's very cool. One last bit of news we're going to touch on is some cost-cutting measures to come out of Hasbro as we got word in the last couple of days that they are looking to cut about 1,500 jobs. 1,000 jobs, 15% of their global workforce, I think it is. Um, They've cited, I believe, and I'm going from memory, that I think really the only profitable part of the business was the was it the gaming business and they so reading between the lines action figures didn't do too well for them and um and and it's not the price i think clearly the price this stock isn't moving it's sitting somewhere mm-hmm. um and there's a problem with with the toys now what what are the other things they had a movie arm as well and i, I remember when this was launched a few years back and they had this idea to bring all their iconic you know, Stretch Armstrong and Battleships and all the ones, all the things you want to see as a motion picture. Battleship Monopoly, Rom, Rom, which I'm wearing on my shirt right now. Where's, yeah, where's, the, Rom, where's yeah. the Rom film? Yeah. Where's you know, Snakes and Ladders, the movie? <laughs> you know, James Gunn asked to use Rom in the Guardians movies and Hasbro turned him down. Oh, <laughs> oh why? Here, here is free elevation of your characters that are going to be done right. Yeah. Hey, um, Tonka let him use the GoBots. In uh, the most recent Guardians Christmas special, have you seen that? Yes, yes, yes. In yes. the um, yes. they had the so yeah because Tonka's owned by Hasbro. Hasbro's learned the lesson now, and they're like, yeah, you can use the GoBots, James. <laughs> it's fine. Don't, it's don't fine. Do. We're not making the ROM mistake again. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah. yeah, no, they they're really struggling. And when you look at Hasbro Pulse, which doesn't ship internationally, when you look at all of the failed Hasbro Pulse things that have come and gone yep. and screwed up. When you look at the goodwill that they're burning with so many people, and when you look at the nightmare that's been this Dungeons and Dragons situation over the past couple of weeks, they're just burning their goodwill like it's coal. Nobody is interested in them anymore. And the truth about Hasbro, I think, is that Hasbro aren't interested in existing fans. You were saying a couple of minutes ago, Ben, you know, they don't care about us, they don't think about us. I don't think companies like Hasbro value us because. We're not the market they want. Mm. They want new fans who don't have existing ideas and existing opinions that will cause them problems to come in and buy whatever they give them. We don't want you to tell us that Snake Eyes shouldn't have a red bar across his head and shouldn't be in that costume. Just buy the damn toy. That's what they want. And that's why they don't care about fans like us 
but we're the ones keeping them on life support. Oh, so true. And really, yeah. when you look at those financial numbers, their stock numbers plummeted 15 points. You know, they've lost the Dungeons & Dragons community by trying to put back in the bottle something they freely gave them 20 years ago. They don't understand that they are on life support and we're the only things keeping them going. Mm. Yeah, well, I don't know who's buying $65 Marvel Legends or Star Wars Black figures. Well, yeah, there's no 10-year-old children no. jumping at the chance to buy a Dr. Spectrum Marvel Legends, <laughs> no. is there? And there's no children jumping at the chance to buy an Earthspark toy either. You know, the Transformers toys that they are making for kids, kids aren't actually interested in them. They're not appealing to children. Whoever's telling them this is how you make a toy for a child, I don't get where they're going. I was at the Sydney Comic Con last year, and because my wife, Jessie Cosplay, obviously performs at those events, I was in there early, and I saw them setting up the Transformers booth right. for the big push for Earthspark. And I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, okay, it's nice to see new Transformers toys. I'm a Transformers fan. That's cool to be here for that moment. No kids went anywhere near that booth all weekend. It was all guys my age and a little bit younger because the kids were walking straight past that and That's still incredible. going to things like your Pokemon cards yep. and all those other bits and pieces, Ninja Turtles, stuff they could physically play with. They just didn't care about these Transformers toys because Hasbro isn't connecting with the market that they claim to want. Yeah, They're talking down to children. You think yep. about those original Transformers toys we played with. They were not suitable for our age. When you really think about it, launching missiles that we were going to choke on, die-cast metal that we are going to hit ourselves in the head with, they were not meant for us, but they didn't talk down to us. Yep. They just released them. Everything since is very much talking down to kids. Well, and also, you shouldn't have, let's say, Starscream or any of the Seekers, you shouldn't have a toy with that many little accessories that you're just going to be vacuum fodder and lose. That's right. You know, same with G.I. Joe. You yep. know, all those little guns and headpieces and mics and things that just would have got lost, and that's why they're so valuable today. That's right. Uh, you know, you're not just talking about, like, Star Wars had one weapon. You know, the, some of the yeah, G.I. Yeah. Joes and Transformers have got, like, seven or eight you know, close to 10. But again, uh, those toys became iconic because yep. they were something that were was to be aspired to yes, that we yes, could play yes. with. Yep. No, well, well said. Yeah, like that's that. very, yeah. very interesting. Mm. I, it, In fact, in one of our last episodes, we did talk about where is this sort of very expensive six-inch figure going and is it sustainable? And my, my fear was that it wasn't. And I think these numbers do tell us that it's it's not. And they're not quite hitting the mark. No, they... they do from time to time get the uh, pulse right and 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 nail it. Funnily enough, then I have to go to my Canadian friend and say, "Can you get that for me and, and import Same. it over here?" That's just the frustration of living in Australia, right? Uh, couldn't care less about a market segment that they could actually sell their wins to. It just blows my mind. Um, but anyway, that's the way that sometimes the US sees the rest of the world is that it is pretty much. Hasbro have said outright they've chosen to do business that way. I ordered the Hasbro <laughs> yeah. Pulse Snake Eyes and the site allowed me to order it. Right. And then told me later, oh, sorry, you're in Australia, you can't have it. So I got in touch with them. They said, sorry, we have chosen to sell only to North America. <laughs> That's the wording of the email. <laughs> there you go. Oh, dear. Very interesting to see what impact this will have on uh, the the... The lines, and if they're making it into retail stores, if retail stores are picking them up at that price point, and what that pivot is going to look like. I don't know. I mean, like, the face reel to me was innovative and it's an improvement because, you know, in the toy industry, have we really sometimes gone forward yeah. in, in all respects? I think, you know, sometimes my Dino Riders toys are much better than anything they're putting out on yep. the shelves today. Equally, for Transformers, you could probably 
cut, copy, paste most 80s toy lines. Well, we just said it about the Toy Biz Marvel figures, didn't yeah. we? A couple of minutes ago. Um, but Face Reel is the one thing they've sort of done, if you like, a really accurate representation. But gee, pumping those out at that price point, there could be a lot of stock sitting somewhere and... I don't know if we're gonna we're gonna see some more five five to nine dollar Hasbro figures hitting the market soon. Watch out for your cheapest chips. <laughs> it is a concern, isn't it? I mean, what what if they decided to take the whole thing online only, bypass retail in order to recruit their costs? Well, again, for fans like us, probably neither here nor there. But yeah. gee, for your mums and dads, I mean, my my parents couldn't go online to buy my the grandkids a, an action figure they'll be walking into a, a Kmart and picking what they can off the shelves so it's a massive market I mean I don't know the, the numbers but it's 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 bigger than the it's bigger than Hollywood toys are, are billions and billions and billions of dollars like it's it, it might even be might even be bigger than that I, I'll do a Donald Trump you know 55 billion trillion gazillion dollars but it's it's big dollars and and they can't lose that mom and pop going into the store and buying the christmas present buying the birthday present that market is what really keeps them going apparently the three big toy buying times in the u.s market are child's birthday christmas present and present for a friend at school Mm-hmm. Right, yes. And that's how yeah. your big box retailers like Walmart and Target stock their shelves yeah. for those sorts of things, which is why stuff that we're into, like your Neckers and your Marvel Legends and everything, goes further and further down the aisle and lower and lower down the priority list right. because they don't fit those three demographics. Yeah. And and that's interesting because that's the one thing that if I think, where do I buy the most toys? It is those birthday parties. Yeah. Like, sure, me first, but <laughs> secondarily... <laughs> Like it's probably I I you know, I'm going to a birthday party probably every second week. So yeah. that's like, you know, twenty odd twenty odd toys I have to go into a Kmart to pick out. So yeah, that that is a massive market. Yeah. Interesting. Well, we'll see where Hasbro goes and see if their realignment can get them the profit margins the shareholder needs to keep kicking around. Yeah, and thoughts to everyone who potentially might lose yeah. their job and, and how they're gonna rebound from that. This is not good news for no. anybody involved. No, that's not cool at all. All right, we are going to head into our final topic, which is the Mondo timed exclusive He-Man, which I have to say, when when pictures of this He-Man came out, what, at least a year, at maybe least. 18 yep. months ago, yep. and... For me, Mondo had been a bit hit and miss with some of their faces and some of the loincloth choices and execution, how they went. They they had finally, in my eyes, nailed kind of the perfect He-Man. He had the regular armor, the Baldrick. He had the battle armor. And he had the one that I think just looked the best, which was the Thunder Punch, the red, beautiful Thunder Punch, the big shield, sword. And you could choose. Buy the exclusive mix and match, pick. And I was sitting there going, what have I done? I should have been in on Mondo this whole time because this is just coming to... All, all the stars are aligning and they've put out basically the perfect figure. This is this is the perfect large-scale He-Man figure. This is the closest this thing we're it. ever going to get to Hot Toys right, He-Man. Right, right. Yep. I didn't go in on it because I don't have a lot of room and it was an item where I'd be starting again and I've missed a whole heap of things. But a lot of people did. And Sean, you were one of the people 
that went in on this iconic piece de la resistance toy. I, I was and I did it because of Thunder Punch. So yeah. I'm not the world's biggest He-Man fan. Loved it back in the day. It's not. I've had a lot of fondness for it, but it's not a continuing fandom of mine. Um, and Thunder Punch was my favorite version of He-Man, hands down. Red is best. Like, we all know this. It's it goes just, faster. It goes yeah. faster. It's just an indefatigable f- um, fact of life. So when there was a Thunder Punch version, I'm like, you know what? I've got the leftover money at the moment. I don't need to spend that money on anything else. There's nothing else coming I want. Stuff it. I will actually do this. I'll actually go all in. I'll give it a go. And I'm not a big buyer either of adult collectibles. Most of my purchases are vintage, and they are stuff from my era or even a little bit earlier. So it's that older sort of quality of toy that we were talking about. But I thought, you know, this is fine. This will be good. So I ordered it, and uh, I was pleasantly surprised just before Christmas to be told it's on its way. Great. It's early. Here's the problem. It then gets lost in the mail because Mondo have chosen the cheapest method of shipping, which means it's gone through four different mail carriers. So I'm negotiating with four different mail carriers to try to find out where this has gone because it's now got four different tracking numbers. Yes. Mm. Finally turned up the day before Invasion Day. So I thought, okay, tomorrow is a BS public holiday, but at least I'll have a bit of time to look at this thing. So I sat down and I opened the mailer box and I slid it out. And the first thing I noticed was the box is damaged inside the mailer box. As in it's been damaged on the way in to the mailer box. Right. And it makes this horrible squishing sound because it's too big. The contents inside the box are too big for the box that it's been put in. So it makes a, you know, that sort of plasticky squish, <laughs> oh, yeah, squeaking okay. noise. It's not a nice slide off. No, none there's, of that. No slide. So I open the flap and I take the bit of gossamer paper out of the way and there's a lovely piece of artwork on the front and a lovely piece of artwork on the inside. And I look down at my new He-Man and I'm like, gee, that waist joint looks like it's got a bit of space. And boys... Oh, this no. is what I picked up. Oh, no. Oh. Okay, so it's, what the, what, what it's half that? a He-Man. That's the legs and the hips. <laughs> so it's not joined. Out of the box, there's no join. No join. So you whatsoever. went to pull it out by the legs and, and it you just, know, and it, it just... It, it, just even, yeah. it didn't even come away. Right. It was separate in the box. Yeah. yeah. It didn't even pop out of the torso. So, if you so imagine, it, already, it already come apart. Yeah, yeah, everyone at home, you know what it's like with a mushroom joint coming up through the waist into the base of the spine, effectively, yep. into yep. the torso area. Yep. It's literally just like that. And uh, when you move the legs, I love this. Watch this. Yeah. Oh, look yes. at that. It so you, pops up. Okay, so that's incredible. So what you've got, leg movement and that mushroom ball joint is just getting sucked down yeah. into the... Can you hear this? Yeah. That's the hip moving independently. There's no way that's going to connect and stay connected. No, so even the, the minute you move the legs, if this was a solid connected figure, it would have popped apart yep. instantly the top as soon right. as you move those legs. That's right. Now, Scott, while you've got it, have a look at the back of the knees. See where there was paint on the joints at the back of the knees? Now, this I is a, it's a yeah, double-jointed it's a definitely knee. Definitely a different colour, isn't try, it? Try to move those knees because the paint stripped off those joints the first time I moved it. If you guys go to my Instagram, at yeah. Sean yeah. underscore Fuster, yeah, there's a video of me doing this. It's like, here is with paint, here it is without paint. Yeah. For the run sheet, I've got the pictures on the, um, on the run sheet for yeah, try, from your Instagram. Move, move those joints near the microphone. Just have a listen to those joints. Okay, here's a knee joint. Ooh. Watch it. It's just not good. It doesn't feel nice. 
And you'll notice that some of the fluff from the loincloth's probably coming off on your hands at this point as well, if not the fluff from the boots. <laughs> uh, look, I, I I commend them on the design choice of the the loincloth. I think this is much better than version one, but the execution of it on the it, left, it's coming off. If you just look, yeah, I yep. look, I don't want to pull that because I think that's just going to rip off. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that that's <laughs> it is unfortunate because this has so much potential. I'm just going to pass that on. Oh, so, we're, so we're passing around. The bottom half. Half a, half a figure. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's the bottom half. And like, I mean, okay, potentially I can repair this, but here's the thing. I'm going to need to take the legs off, super glue the groin back together, yes. pop the legs back off, and then that ball joint for the mushroom joint is actually too small to go into the body. Right. Sorry, and that's going to take a lot of force. Like to get that in, you... You're going to exert a lot of force. Yep, and it won't stay. So because okay. the minute you turn the figure or even put one of the shields in its arm, it will pop, slide off. Get out! The whole thing just rocks to one side and pops off. Right. So even if it was connected, it, it just hasn't stay. been engineered to. That's right. So it's an actual design flaw. I've seen people online fix it by getting a piece of thermoplastic, like a tube, sticking it over the top and then superheating it. Yep. Oh, to actually make yep. it go, but they're like, it will still pop off with too much force. Yeah, yeah, of course. So that's the bottom half. Okay. Let's talk about the top half. Wow. So this is one of the nicest sculpts you'll ever see for a He-Man figure in your life. It's absolutely beautiful. The problem with it is exactly the same with the joints in the arms, yeah. stripping the paint. Uh, as it comes around, guys, you'll notice that it's got uh, what I call paint dandruff. You will end up with paint on your hands right. as it comes around. Don't worry about it because there's nothing you can do to this that hasn't already been done. Have a close look at all the places where the uh, Baldrick has left fresh paint all over the body of the figure. So do you, you, do you think this has gone in wet? I think so. I think it and has. And it's actually left paint? At the very least, and I'll just what? unclip it here, where the Baldrick attaches, those clasps there draw silver right. anywhere they touch. Yeah, okay. The look on yeah. Scott's face right now is priceless. <laughs> it's poor. I'm, so, warning, I'm warning Scott about this specifically because Scott has yeah, the yeah, original so. He-Man from the Mondo line. And this Baldrick would make his day but you're going to have to be very careful with it if anybody does purchase one of these because you're going to have to worry about it marking your figure. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, the head is completely floppy. Yeah, it looks Just very... Just give it a shake. It is is so, it a bobble? So is much it? looser compared to the OG Mondo, isn't it? Well, the great thing about that head is that's actually in complete condition. Because if I pick up the second head, have a look on the inside at the cracked seal that was cracked out of the box oh. before I even put it on He-Man. Yeah, wow. But with a crack in it, it's actually more stable. <laughs> the, cra the crack corrects the design flaw. I'll pass the crack that way. <laughs> and no, well, folks, we're not passing around crack. No, we're passing the, around the crack. The crack. Um, for, from my viewpoint here, like the paint apps look quite nice on this. When they stay on. Yeah. yeah. If, if the and, and that is a hard... The face is excellent. Yeah. I'm having a look at this. This is, I mean, this is why it, where it's so disappointing because it had so much potential. You feel the tackiness on your hands, Scott, from touching it? That's just me not washing my hands. No, no, no. That's the figure. Trust me. Oh, okay. It is actually the figure. It's not you, mate. It's not you. It's He-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can see it on the back there. I, it is sticky. Mm-hmm. And this is universal. This is happening to everyone. Apparently, They're, everyone I've seen online uh, has half a. You know, the He-Man just breaks in well, half. Well, so. Fresh got the same figure, and 
that he had the exact same picture of the two mm-hmm. halves. So I know, and clearly looking at the way they've designed it, this is it's not like one percent. This has happened. Apparently, to you. there is, is a worse flaw. Apparently, if your He-Man actually is attached to the mushroom joint, what will happen is that entire torso section underneath mm. will pull out, and you'll basically gut your He-Man, core it, and the inside of the torso will stay stuck to the top. <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> so that whole soft area there yeah. will actually come completely out and stay on the legs. So that's your options: you can either core your He-Man or split your He-Man. Wow. Mm, and Ben, if you good. want, give it a go. Try to get that oh, piece yeah. onto the. Yeah. It doesn't look deep enough. Like this, this joint is not deep enough. So it's it, it's go. Yeah. It's just pushing it back it's in. Just, yeah, yep. it's not the the connection points are just not deep enough. Uh, it almost feels like uh, I don't know. You know, not not for a hip joint anyway. Um, yeah, it just won't go in. And I dare say it's only going to work its way off as soon as I move the legs. What the it, legs go? It, yeah, it really. It fascinates me. I mean, we we obviously grew up in an era where these things were, quali- you know, they would have got a steamroller and run over that original He-Man. Oh shit! Right, and and it would have. Yeah, you you, you can yeah. basically throw those at a wall and those things stay Absolutely. together, right? Like, I've got toys from my childhood that I played with that are still in better condition than something coming out of a box. Now, what gets me is that. A factory, and, and look, I know these things are done by small companies that are basically sending designs over to their factories overseas, let's say in China, and they're getting shipped back prototypes and they're testing them and they're going, okay, refine this, change that, do this. But at one point, they're getting a version that they're sort of signing off on, saying to the factory, go into production on this. And it's coming out like that and they're just going, well, that's good, That's that'll do. That'll be fine to send out to the uh, 10,000 people that pre-ordered this $300 figure. That, that just kind of boggles my mind that surely they, they know or surely that is understood and yet this stuff is still going out. It's it, like... It gets out of the factory somehow. Yeah, this is, and this, is not, uh, this is not the only one where this is happening. Whether it be a, a physical design flaw where these things break or are broken in package... All the paint apps look nothing like what we were sold, mm. um, and 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 how this stuff is just getting out is just blowing my mind. And and quite often, the toy companies are just silent on it. Yeah, they're just like if if we put our hands over our ears, close our eyes hard enough, this isn't happening. Well, I'm going to point out here while you were saying that, Scott, you were trying to put it back together. How'd you go? I did get the. The, the legs and the torso back together and I shifted the legs and it stayed together. However, as soon as I twisted to that midsection, pop straight away. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It it did grip. It was enough to sort of hold it together. And if you wanted to just leave it leave it standing in a pose, in a it'd be fine. Fairly vanilla pose. But if you turn okay. the air conditioning off, yeah. I'll turn I'll turn <laughs> yeah, the AC right. on, it's gonna fall apart. Yeah. So here's the thing for me, right? Okay. I, you talk about toy companies being silent. I got in touch with Mondo straight away, sent them photos and said, hey, it arrived like this. I hear now from looking online, this is a problem. Could you let me know how to start the grievance process with yeah. you, please? I'd like to figure out what to do next. And they came back and said, thank you for your request for a new body. <laughs> oh, wow. well, no, that's not what I did, but okay. <laughs> we, we can't give you a new body at this time because they're still being made. They'll be ready after Lunar New Year. Uh, you'll get it in March or April. In the meantime, we'd like to give you a $50 gift voucher toward another Mondo purchase. 
Okay, well, I don't actually want anything else no, you've got, no. but all right, fair enough. Um, otherwise, you can have a refund. I said, fantastic. I'd love to hear about a refund, please, because since I sent you these photos, I've discovered the paint marking issue. Yeah. And the paint marking issue goes a bit further. So let's talk about that now. Here's the Battle Armor He-Man armor. Okay. Now, this is really well designed. It's got four magnets inside so that it clips together. Oh, that's That's nice. cool. Really Very solid. Cool. Yeah. That. And then your different scarred up damaged He-Man symbols. Ooh. Clip onto the front with magnets yeah. as well. I like yeah. that. Fantastic idea. Great idea. It strips the paint off the body of the figure. Oh, wow. Because Every it's time... not formed? Well, enough? it is formed. It's formed so tight and oh, the paint right. on the body is so terrible yeah. that every time I take it off, I get a little shower yeah. of dandruff. Yeah. yeah. So I haven't been putting the battle armor on it, despite the fact the battle armor is actually really right. nicely executed. So once you want the battle armor, battle armor staying on. Do because... not take it off ever. And don't shake the figure. <laughs> don't let the figure move. Don't breathe around it because it will bleed paint. So I said to them, look, this is a problem. Here's another problem. Here's the classic G1, so to speak, original He-Man shield, right? This is beautifully done. Faux leather inside, nice wraps, really nice paint. Solid as a rock. Yep. Except when I put it on He-Man's arm, that happened. Yeah, you've One lost side the strap. strap just yep. came completely out. And it, it doesn't fit back in. It's glued in. So it's just given away. Just, and all I've done is... Slide it over him. Yeah, first forum. use. Yep. First use. Which is sad because it's such a beautiful piece. Yeah. But then I noticed that was bleeding paint onto the figure as well. It was almost like anything that wasn't yeah. Thunder Punch was bleeding paint. So I've got a bit of a theory because the Thunder Punch stuff is perfect. The Thunder Punch stuff is finished. It's got a nice texture to it. Scott, you'll feel that feels a bit weird in your hands as well. Hmm. Everything else has this weird, grainy sort of texture to it. Right. Except the Thunder Punch stuff. And my theory is that this was originally going to be a Thunder Punch He-Man exclusive. And then they went, well, we can do the rest of the stuff as well. And that stuff's been rushed out. Yeah. Because gotcha. I think that's a repaint of your original shield. I yeah, it certainly looks like it. Very similar. Because the axe is um, extremely similar. But the axe is also hollow. Right. So there's no weight to it. Yeah, okay. And that's one of the worst paint bleeders. Mm. The axe. Yeah, so yeah I, I can see that. I can see the paint rubs <laughs> yeah. through the leather paint. Oh, okay. That's you, just, you just don't expect... Yeah. Just once. If, if you're like me, when I first got my Mondo He-Man, oh, wow. I tried every accessory multiple times. Well, you um, would. You wouldn't expect any paint no. to move shift whatsoever on anything. Now, in the good news department, right. the boot knife is fantastic. It's well painted. It's well done. It's not done me wrong yet. It's nicely done. It fits in its sheath. You imagine the, the sheath would just shred the, the paint off. I, well, I thought it would take paint off his boot, and thankfully right. it didn't. Okay. I mean, I've put this thing through the ringer because as far as I'm concerned, that $300 that I spent is gone now. You know? It's gone. So I'm either going to get a refund or I'm not. Because as I said to Mondo, if you send me a new body... That does nothing for all the paint bleeding issues on all of these accessories. Yeah. Because I still can't yep. use them safely without putting finishing paint or something on them. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about a refund. And by the way, if you want me to package all this up and send it back to you, yeah. you're going to be paying for the shipping for that because there's no way that I'm doing that. Also, if you send me a new body, 
are you going to send it through four different courier companies again? Because yeah. I don't think I really want to go through that. The response has been absolute silence. Yeah, well, they don't know how. It's not one of their default categories of... <laughs> exactly. So let me take you through the good. The power sword is damn good. The power sword is beautiful. So iconic. It's a very Alcala. It's Alcala, uh, yeah, yeah. Looking uh, version. It's beautiful, yeah. yeah. This is what gets me, because this should be a, a perfect yes. figure, yeah. right? Like, the design is is amazing. Mm. The only thing that's better is the Fire Guts Power Sword, oh, because wow. that is exceptional. So we've got a sort of like translucent power powered up version of the power sword i think it's like a, a follow-on from the clear That's lemony cool. yellow th- a sword that you got with the original thunder punch yep it's oh, just it is. taken to the next yes. level yeah yeah that's it's very very, clever, very nice it? yeah i like that the thunder punch oh. shield is the most beautiful damn accessory i've ever seen this thing looks like it powers he-man like it's got all these beautiful dials inside it's it's hollow but it's solid it's got nice paintwork none of this stuff bleeds paint this yeah, stuff is all okay. perfect. You got a lightning fist. Oh, I love that. That that's the one of the coolest things Classics added to their thing, and it's good to see Mondo have done the same. And it's well designed because it's not discernibly either fist, so it can yeah. go on yep. the left oh, or the right very without clever. too much problem. That's, oh, I like that. It's just a fist socket. Yeah, so it is. Yeah. You, you, you take the hand off the figure, and you can put it on either yeah. arm. That's Look right. at that shield. And you'll find, Ben, that the sword will actually slot down the front of that shield. It's actually got notches for it. Yeah, Specifically made. Because the other thing that goes in that shield is a ring of caps. Reimagined here as a ring of jewels. Yes, it looks great on you. (laughs) I do. Thank you, Sean. I was going to ask, so now I'm just glad you've accepted. Sorry, Juzzy. It's over. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, the jewels. That's very cool. Yeah, just a a fun little idea. I wish they were a little bit uh, more... You know, sparkly or yes. something. I think in the photos they had a bit more sheen to them. Just a bit of clear nail polish would have done that. And then the iconic Thunder Punch harness, which I think they've done a phenomenal job on. Oh, this, it's even got the backpack. It's got the backpack. It's a nice soft rubber. It's not bleeding paint, and it's got beautiful weathering yep. and battle damage all over it. Check that out. This thing is gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. What I mean, it's so frustrating because yeah. this this had the potential to be figure of the year. Oh, easily. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, old Trenchy does favorite and most frustrating every year. Yeah. This is easily the most frustrating because it's so close. Yeah. But it's such a shambles <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> yeah. It's it's utterly shambolic. It, it well it is. I mean, any figure that just is broken in half that has no hope of yeah. easily reconnecting. Right off the bat is is a shambles. Add but, the but paint I could have bleed. forgiven that if not for the fact that everything else is wrong too. Yeah, you know, if if they'd had been something that could be just fixed by a new body, great. But is the next body going to bleed paint the same way? Well, that joint is so tight. If you've got paint on that, it's, it's always going to strip. Why, should, why was it painted in the first yeah, place? it's always going to strip. It's a dumb idea to paint that. Look, there we go, He-Man. We'll just stand you up there again. <laughs> so there yeah. you go. This this is the surprise jigsaw puzzle that comes for you if you are buying a Mondo Deluxe timed exclusive He-Man. And um, look, it's a nightmare. Uh, I'm very fortunate that, like I said, I bought this with leftover money. I'm not a massive He-Man fan. This isn't going to put a dagger through my heart because it's not ruining something that I had massive dreams for. 
I feel for all the people out there for whom this was the big ticket item that they had to have a conversation with a spouse in order mm-hmm. to buy, that they'd saved up for ages for, that they put themselves in credit card debt for, that He-Man is their icon. Because I have the luxury of going, oh, that's pretty shit, eh? And talking and making a story out of it. For so many other people, this is just heartbreakingly, disgustingly disappointing. Yeah. It's, it's the gold standard. It is the center point of anybody's collection. If you're a, if you're a yeah. He-Man collector... That is what sits right in the middle of your display as yeah. the as the marquee item. Yeah, and it can't even stand there. I mean, I'm contemplating just putting the Thunder Punch gear on the top half and then buying a wooden plinth and turning this into a bust. Because to be honest, that's going to be better. That or I've got to super glue it to the base. And then you've got the greatest irony of all, a He-Man figure that can't turn at the waist. <laughs> yes, that's right. It's like the ultimate betrayal of He-Man to give you a He-Man that can't turn at the waist. Like, <laughs> it's just so sad. It really is just so sad that uh, this has turned into such a shambles. Yeah. Very disappointing. The only Mondo figures I got was the very first action figures they ever did, which was the Ninja Turtles line. And I remember them having, not to this extent, but QC issues, particularly with the head. The head was really Impossible. too tight. It was just a, a big ball joint. Big ball and joint. Just, uh, yeah. It was crazy, especially you'd get one in the packet and you'd want to swap it over and you're so paranoid about swapping it. Uh, and and those things don't move that well. No. I've got them posed and that's pretty much... I yeah. leave them as statues. I, I love them, though. I love the, uh, well, again, the artistic design. design they went for, that comic book uh, version, but keeping the, the toy colours and things. Like, they've you know looked at all their subject matter and they're picked and choosed and things and... Uh, you know, went with the Raphael uh, Sands uh, bandana yes, like yep. that. There, there's none of them out there that have, uh, you know, without a bandana. People keep asking That's and right. stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I love that. Uh, I think this He-Man Mondo figure has set uh, Skeletor back the triple pack or whatever they call this, the timed exclusive Skeletor, you know, a, a further down the line you know now because of these uh well they'll need to work with the factory to resolve these and if they've got design issues wherever that fault sits in the process that mondo control they need to iron it out quick smart i want to point this out i'm just going to pass this around take this hand take this hand scott i want you to try swapping some of the bits out you just swapped the head over it was nice and easy right sure was feel how soft and supple these hands are to actually put accessories he's been using hand cream they're great like they're easy to do and swapping the hand out you'll find is really easy as well okay there is zero paint on that ball joint isn't there zero Zero paint on the ball they they didn't even try to paint that yep and and i've just i've got a lonely hand here and i've just added the sword at perfect easy as no heat can i no anything what's the flexibility oh it's beautiful it's 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 dream come true uh, flexibility yeah Yeah. oh that's good yeah i'm gonna pass trent the thunder punch armor trent pop his head off take the take the ball drink off and swap it for the thunder punch armor right just see how simple and easy it is to actually swap this stuff around okay i'm yeah that ball drinks come off quite easily the head okay how do you uh, detach the um harness bit just at the back there just comes out of the backpack at the back it's just two two plugs and just look how simple and easy it is to swap this around the actual core idea of this, a He-Man that flips around between modes, is superbly executed if the figure stayed in one piece and if the accessories didn't bleed paint. Yeah, that was all that was all 
fine. Yep, head pops on, bang. Yep. You're that, actually, the head felt great. Yeah. And that's the broken head. Right, with the crack. That's the head with the crack, and it pops on and, and holds better than the other one, and then you can chuck the power sword, sword in the hand, yeah. and it won't even fight you. Look at that. <laughs> Part of me seeing this now wants it. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I, I, this figure is so nice. If that, it that wasn't for, it. <laughs> for, if it wasn't for <laughs> missing legs, it's the major design flaw. No, it's um, and this yeah. is the thing. It, it's it's heartbreaking that all of that is so easy because this would have worked so well. It would yep. have done exactly what they wanted it to do. Even though I'm not the biggest fan of the Baldrick, even though I'm not the biggest fan of the of the uh, battle armor, I would have been swapping stuff out in and out. Happily, yeah. I probably would have ended up changing this once every couple of weeks just because I could. Yes, you know, it brings that Barbie doll dress-up sensibility, which boys don't often get to do, to He-Man. I mean, I don't know about you guys with He-Man, but as I was a kid, I had multiple He-Mans, and I would having him, I would swap figures in and out for whichever battle armor he needed for that adventure. Yep, this would have allowed you to do the same thing on your shelf, and it's just, it's like, oh, guys, you. Well, you weren't even close. You had the right idea, but as the legs in my hands attest, <laughs> you weren't even close. Yeah. Real shame. So sad. Love to hear any of your thoughts if you've picked up the Mondo Timed exclusive He-Man. We know Chris Fresh had the similar problems, but yeah, love to hear your thoughts if you've got any to share. Scott, you've got the first edition He-Man. Do you, yep. there in your hands, do you have any uh, comments about how that one compares? Are you worried now about your torso joint? Am I going to come apart in the middle of the night? <laughs> Hopefully not. Um, look, Sean mentioned that the head was a little bit loose on his. Playing with mine, it's a little bit loose as well. But it pops off and reattaches as easily between the two different figures. So... That's kind of that sort of doesn't worry me too much. Um, I have played around with the posability of mine a fair bit, and having a look at various areas, there is minor paint, you know, sort of uh, that, that's sort of rubbed off, but definitely not to the degree that um, I mean, Sean, the back of the the knees on Sean's are nude. There is yep. no paint. No, it's all gone. It's all gone. It's all gone. Um, I, I'm just playing with this torso and I'm having so much fun. No, that's I've, just lawful where we play with yeah, torsos. Uh, I've, I've, we've got the Thunder Punch armor. I've put his powered up fist in, in his arm and then I've got the gold sword in the other. And as a bust, this looks sick. Yeah. Like this looks so cool. I can see your statements being behind just putting it on a you know nice bit of wood. And uh, it'll be fine if if you can't get some resolution with Mondo or if they get the refund and you don't get the correct body or whatever, um, a, a nice bust uh, would take up less shelf space. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that looks... I'm very impressed. Yeah, it looks so cool. Mm. Very good. All right, we're going to wrap this episode of Toy Power. Uh, hopefully comes together better than the figure in the final edit and uh, is in one piece. Thank you, Sean, for coming in and gracing us with your presence. I have one question. One question for our guest without notice. Two weeks from now, the greatest event in sports history takes place. (laughs) Mr. Fuster. Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. 
Who will the 49ers beat in the, four, in the Super Bowl and how much will they win by? I really, really hope it's a 49ers-Bengals Super Bowl. Oh, that would the, be very exciting. The first ever Super Bowl I ever watched was 49ers-Bengals. And so I'd love to see that replayed. And also my kid is now a mad, passionate 49ers fan. I would love for her first Super Bowl to be a replay of my first Super Bowl. And if it's 49ers-Bengals, I'd like to see the Niners go up by at least two touchdowns. There you go, folks. Time will tell. Is Mr. Future... Fuster? The future man. I'm predicting the future. Probably not. Probably (laughs) not. My knowledge of sports ball is famously bad. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for gracing us with your infinite knowledge on all things Marvel... Um, that was quite the, the schooling Ben and I received from uh, from you two gentlemen. But thank you so much I for had coming. A good tag team partner. Thank you guys. Thank you, Scott. Really appreciate you guys all good having fun. me here. No, cheers times. for coming. Great awesome. work. Thank you to all our listeners for tuning in to <laughs> another episode of Toy Power. That's, Dave, uh, Dave's gonna screen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's he man getting funky. <laughs> Dave, this is for you. <laughs> Oh, dude. Close your eyes and think about it. Wow. Um, Thank you so much to all our listeners for tuning in to another episode of Toy Power and to all our patrons. Thank you so much for your ongoing support and chatter on the Discord. Stay safe, keep well, and we will see you around the toy aisles. And until next time, good journey! You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast at Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram or have your say and email us toypowerpodcast at gmail.com Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher and please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome.